0: Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Who Do You Say That I Am? From John, chapter 5, verses 16 through 47. Despite what some cults say, Jesus did indeed claim to be God. But really, anyone can make such a claim, but no one can back up that claim other than Jesus. He provided proof throughout John, chapter 5, as verification that his claim was indeed true. May this message help you answer the question. But who do you say that I am? Here's Pastor Tim.
1: Let me give you one more. Jesus didn't just stop there. Thirdly, he claimed equality with God in authority. In authority. You see, not only is there one power that is reserved for God and for God alone, the power of life and death, There's one authority that is limited to God and to God alone, and that's judgment. If if there's anything, if there's any area that our culture today would actually agree with the Word of God, it's the fact that we don't have the right or the authority to judge one another, to judge one another's motives. The Bible says as much... Jesus even says as much. But notice what He says in verse number 22. Let's go back and pick up those verses we missed. For as the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. So if judgment... Is a right, is an authority that is reserved for God and for God alone. And yet Jesus says, He has committed judgment unto me, under the Son. <laughs> a equals B, B equals C, A equals C, right? Jesus is God. That's what He's saying. So Jesus does indeed make this claim of Godhood, claim to divinity. He proclaims it like no one else ever, ever could. That leads me to this thought, but let me go ahead and give you the heading. Number two, not only did Jesus proclaim his equality with God, Jesus produced evidence that he is God. See, just, just because Jesus claims to be God doesn't necessarily mean that he is God, right? Right? I mean, somebody might ask, okay, so what? You say that you're God, where is the proof? Anybody can claim such. When Alex is at the TV station, and especially when he has to work the, the overnight shift, uh, he's the one who answers the phone for the newsroom. There's some crazy people that call the newsroom <laughs> in the middle of the night. You know, so anyway, this woman calls one day and introduces herself as Jesus. And she says to Alex, she died for everybody's sins in 2015 and doesn't know why she's got to do it all over again. Okay. You know, when she finally, she, Alex kind of, he, he just he just told her. He just, he just flat out told her. And then when she said, what is your name? And he said, well, if you're God, you tell me. You know, <laughs> I don't know where he gets that. But he got a good dose of it. So when I was in Memphis, I was preaching a rescue mission downtown and a heckler was in the audience that day. Please don't try this here. So throughout the message... There's a man in the back who kept saying, Jesus didn't ever die. Jesus didn't ever die. And he kept on, he kept on, he kept on. Like a numbskull, I decided to go and talk to this man afterwards. And I asked him the very simple question, why do you keep saying that Jesus never died? He said, because I'm Jesus. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anybody can claim it. What do you have to back it up? You know, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy that it takes two or three witnesses to establish a claim as fact, to verify it. Look look down to verse number 31 for a moment. Jesus says that. He says, If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Now, what he's saying is, as I read that, it doesn't mean that it's not true, it means that it's not verified. In other words, if he just simply makes the claim himself, I am God, what is there that verifies that to a person who's an unbeliever? Well, you begin to look for evidence, right? And that's what Jesus produces. In fact, there are seven pieces of evidence throughout this fifth chapter. Four of them are in this last section That we want to read. Four of them. Two are witnesses. And two are pieces of evidence that we might refer to as exhibits. So let me just give them to you. Witness number one gets called to the stand. And the first witness is the forerunner. He's the forerunner. Talking about John the Baptist. They know John the Baptist. They had sent for him. They had inquired of him. And he verified that, Jesus, that what Jesus said about himself is true. Now notice what he says here in this fifth chapter. Look at verse number 32. After Jesus says, my witness is not verifiable that way, just simply by one. He says, there is another. Here's number two. There is another who bears witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John... And he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. He, John the Baptist, was the burning and shining lamp. And you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But they're not willing anymore because of the testimony that he gives. Jot this passage down in John chapter number 3. Beginning in verse number number 27, John is quoted as saying, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before Him. He must increase, and I must decrease. And then he says this, The Father loves the Son, And has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the Son of God shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. John the Baptist goes to the witness stand. And says, I have seen and known that Jesus is the Christ. The Son of God. God the Son. That's witness number one. Then we turn our attention to Exhibit A. Exhibit A is the signs. Exhibit A is the signs. Look where we left off. In verse number 36, he says, Jesus says, but I have a greater witness than John's. So Jesus has claimed, he said, I'm God, but you know, you can't just take my word for it. So here's a witness. Look at John the Baptist. Now, I've got evidence that I present that's even greater than John the Baptist's testimony. What is that? I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. His works, His miracles. The Bible refers to them as signs. Why? Because signs point to something, don't they? The works of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus, the signs of Jesus point to the fact that He is utterly unique. There is no one like Him. He is indeed the Son of God and God the Son. That's why the works are there. You remember when Jesus performed His very first miracle? The turning of water into wine at the wedding in Cana. The Bible says specifically there that Jesus performed that miracle and every miracle that followed for two reasons. It said that so that he would glorify his own name, that he was who he said that he was. And number two, that he would give people a reason to believe. You see the works. You see the miracles. You see the signs. Now look at what they're pointing to. They're pointing to Jesus. Nicodemus was able to make the connection. When Nicodemus met with Jesus that night, he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Why? He said, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. God's with him. Because God is Him. Number, well, number three, if you're following that way. But let's go back to the witnesses. Let's bring somebody else to the witness box. The second witness is the Father. The first witness was the forerunner, John the Baptist. Now it's the Father, it's God. In verse number 37, he says, And the Father himself, who sent me, has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. But you do not have His word abiding in you, because whom He sent, Him you do not believe. Talking about Himself. Okay, so He says, the Father Himself who sent Jesus testified about Him. Where? I I, I missed that verse that's there. It's not in this passage. It's all the way back in John chapter 1. It's in Matthew's gospel. It's in Mark's gospel. It's in Luke's gospel as well. When Jesus was baptized, the Bible says there, John records it this way. He says, John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him, upon Jesus. I didn't know him, I didn't recognize him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Remember what the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The presence of the Father, the presence of the Son, the presence of the Holy Spirit All right there at the very same time. It's testimony. It's testimony from God Himself. Listen, if Jesus is not equal to the Father in essence and in nature, in substance, then wouldn't the Father rebuke that? Wouldn't the Father say, hey, 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 he's a good man. He's a good teacher. He is my servant. He is my prophet. Don't make more Jesus than you ought to. He never says that, does He? Instead, the Holy Spirit of God continues both at this point and throughout the rest of eternity to throw light on who Jesus is and to glorify Him. And the Father receives it. Exhibit B. Exhibit B is the Scriptures. Jesus said that the Scriptures themselves will testify of Him. Look at what He says in verse number 39 You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify. Of me. They testify of me. They testify of Jesus. It reminds me of that old poem that was written called The The Christian and His Bible. The writer said, I find my Lord in the Bible. Wherever I choose to look, He is the theme of the Bible, the heart and soul of the book. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the lily fair. Wherever I open my Bible, the Lord of the book is there. No matter where you turn in your Bible, it continues to testify of who Jesus is. Beginning in Genesis and ending in Revelation. If you remember Jesus talking to those two disciples on the road to Emmaus, the Bible says that they opened up the script, that he opened up the scriptures, opened up the Old Testament. And beginning at Moses, beginning with the law, told them all the things that the Scripture had to say about him. And What does the Scripture say? That Jesus is God. Finish out this chapter with me. Beginning in verse number 40. Jesus says to them, But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name him you will receive. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you Moses, the scriptures in whom you trust. For if you had believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you don't believe the words of his writings, how will you believe my words? Jesus said that he was God. The Father said he is God. The Holy Spirit says he is God. Moses says He is God. Thomas says He is God. The Scriptures say that He is God. Our founding fathers even say that He is God. But the real question is the question that Jesus looked in the eyes of His disciples and asked them, But who do you say that I am? Who do you say that Jesus is? Do you believe? Do you believe that He is who He claims to be? Do you believe that He's done what He claimed to have done? Specifically, to die for your sins on the cross. If you would yield to Him, repent of your sins, and place your faith and trust in Him alone, the Bible says that you will be saved. Do you want to be? Anybody in this room can be saved today if they want to be. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me for a moment because that might be you. And so maybe right there with your head bowed and your eyes closed, and maybe not even knowing exactly what you ought to pray. Maybe if you say, God, I do. I do. I want to be saved. I want to to know it. I want my life to count for you. If you would do that, the Bible says that you will be saved. Is there an area of your life for those of you who are believers that you need to get right? Living as if Jesus is who he claims to be. Living as if he has done what he claimed to have done. Living as if he will do what he claims that he will do. And that's to judge the living and the dead, including you. Are you ready for that day? If there's something that gets in the way... I want to invite you to turn your life over to the Lord again, afresh, anew. Let Him do something in your heart that He longs to do, to revive you and to restore you. Looking for a church home? Need somewhere to be that helps you to encourage you in your growth and your faith and give you an outlet for ministry? Maybe he's leading you here, maybe he's not. But if he is, I encourage you to come and take care of that today too. If there's something you just want to pray about, something that you want me to know and help you with, I'll do that. You ready? Jesus, you know what every person in this room needs to do right now at this moment. And you have a way of telling us far, far better than the preacher can tell it you speak to our heart you convict us you bring us to the point of obedience for we believe who you are and we yield ourselves to you today in the name of jesus i pray amen
0: pastor tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with jesus christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.